Live from the Talking Joe Studios, it's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 I'm the Chief, I'm joined by my buddy Ben. How's it going, Chief? All good over here? Uh, yes, not too bad over here, my friend. Yeah, it's Christmas, man. You yeah. hate Christmas, don't you? No, don't hate it. I'm not a Scrooge, but I just don't get excited about it. It's just... just uh, not even you know. now you've got a kid? Not even now I've got a kid. She's asked for two things from Santa. That's it. She wants a uh, Percy Percy train from Thomas the Tank Engine to go on her train track, and she wants a big chocolate Santa, and that's all she wants. Mate, that is... That's easily taken care of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's only... Uh, the missus is a minimalist in life in general. She considers a TV clutter. Um, and she's extended that minimalism to the kid's bedroom and the kid is only allowed one small box of toys. That's it. So, so, what, what, so occasionally, when the, too many toys get bought by grandparents, the kid's allowed to play with them for a couple of weeks and the missus takes them to the charity shop. Mm, too much plastic is a crime. Yep. It's yep. what is this like Scandinavian kind of... Yeah. White walls, minimalist. Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, that's why we don't really get along. No, does, she, uh, does she? Does she like? Because um, I like stuff, baby. Does she like wooden toys? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that as well. So lots of we do lots of artsy, craftsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, outdoorsy wooden toys. She hasn't got too much plasticky stuff, but yeah, I love stuff, man. Everywhere. Yeah, stuff's all... fine as long as you got you got the place to put the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it can get on top of you. Does she um, listen? Does she listen? <laughs> no, she refuses to even read comics to the kid. Right, so, okay. <laughs> um, no, she does not listen. My wife likes, she wants to listen, but she obviously she's not interested in the comic bit. She likes the first five minutes and the last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, dude, what have you been up to? So, a couple of things. Uh, very briefly, I'll touch on, I mentioned in the last episode, I was going to read this comic book series called Mr. Miracle, which was a... 12-issue mini-series, well, maxi-series, I guess, um, from DC Comics. It is about Mr. Miracle, who is a new god. This is a very, very brief. I won't, won't hash out the whole details, but uh, back in the 70s, Jack Kirby, big famous comic creator Jack Kirby, created this thing called um, Jack Kirby's Fourth World, The New Gods, and it was effectively two planets, one called New Genesis, where the ruler was High Father, and he was like this idyllic place, and then the other... Um, sister planet was called Apocalypse, where Darkseid, obviously a lot of people know Darkseid from the movies and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and each of them had a son. Darkseid had a son called Orion, who he then gave to High Father. High Father had a son called Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, who he gave to Dark. So they swapped kids effectively Jeez, to keep. This to is keep, high concept. To, to keep, yeah, to keep a peace treaty. So effectively, mm-hmm. they gave away their firstborn sons to their mortal enemy or immortal enemies. Um, yeah. And this this series, I've just finished it this morning. It's quite highbrow. It's very sounds it. It's very good. I mean, this was a seventies concept, and it was kind of a bit hokey and a bit, you know, not silly, but kind of maybe silly. And this is, you know, it's beats it's, dropping your phone down the you, toilet. You, you, you don't need you. I haven't read a lot of New God stuff. But I'm aware of the main characters ish, and that's probably all you. you it, it probably helps if you've got some back knowledge of it, but I recommend. I think you'd like it actually. Uh, I think God, it's worth. It's, I don't know. I think it needs no, to be it's a bit worth, more grounded. No, but it's yeah. It's it's split into two. Um, you know, Scott Free and his wife Big Barda, who is also a new god, are living in on Earth. 
trying to just live a normal mundane life if you like and that's counterbalanced against the stuff where he's going to try and kill Darkseid and this genocide and wars between Eudaeus and Apocalypse it kind of flips between these two parallels and it's um it's good it's good it's really it's really he, he wrote this the writer Tom King wrote a series for Marvel called Division and that was a 12 oh, yeah. series which is um, also highly acclaimed yeah it is I saw lots of people talking about that. Um, that aside, I nothing have, bad. Uh, no, nothing Usually bad. Usually, bad stuff happens. Okay, to you. no, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry about oh. that. We'll get all right. We'll get the other. We'll get the other thing out of the way first. Then I'll do the bad. So, I don't buy a lot of new video games. I subscribe to PlayStation Plus, so which means every month they give you some free older games to download. And I downloaded this game yesterday called Onrush. It's a racing game, and it's give me a year. Gonna need a year. Gonna, uh, I think it's probably last year, maybe. Or maybe even this year. Don't know. What do you Mo- mean? It's a, Oh, it's not a retro game? No, no, no. no. PlayStation 4. Oh, God. Okay, cool. Um, and it's it's reaffirmed that the arcade racer is my favourite genre. Now, this it's one of those... So against type. Do you think? Well, yeah, because I just don't associate you with vehicles. Right. Cars. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, never owned I a just, car. Got a that's motorbike. What I, that's what I mean. Just no interest in cars, no. really. No. But you love to get your race on. Tried, which is, which tried to play Gran Turismo back in the day. I'm going to say when I was at uni the first time round. Um, Too realistic. In my first year, which I guess was 1996, it maybe came out on the PlayStation mm. and. Mm got into it for a bit but then it was just too hardcore simulation just i need an outrun i need a racer so what i'm going to do is this onrush game is not really about racing to a finish line it's more about one team versus another team trying to beat each other up so it's oh it's a bit like road rash a bit like road sort rash of. but road well yeah road rash you've got an end point so yeah, oh, okay, on, yeah. i can't see i'm going to play this on rush much more i'll play it for a week or so and that'll be it just a quick fix but what it's done is i'm going to go back and the games i want to play are road rash i want to play outruns i want to play all the burnouts um i want to play no maybe top not gear? Top, top gear mm, top gear top yeah. gear on the snes was a good racer maybe um there's a game called split second velocity on the xbox 360 which is amazing oh um, about gotham and my favorite of all time this is probably in my top five games of all time all genres is wipeout 2097 on the playstation mm, playstation 2 was that come out uh that yeah. was the first one no playstation one. Oh, okay what was the yeah. sequel to wipeout yeah uh, sequel to Wipeout, yeah, yeah. Okay, what about the um, the Kudos one? What's the one where it all uh, Metropolis Street Kudos? Racer? Yeah, but it changed its name and it was Project called Project Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, that was. I would say that was that probably hit your sweet spot between yes uh, Gran Turismo because it wasn't as serious. Yep, yep. And um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that you're good. right. You're right. That was good. That was good. But I don't think I'll ever play another racer again. Those years no? are um, no, not at home. It's too... I'm just not interested, really. Right. I right. mean, like, think gra- games like Grand Theft Auto have, you know, if you want that to be a racer, you, you can make that a racer yeah. if you want because yeah. you're driving around and stuff. But um, I've been yeah. playing so much Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm basically a cowboy. Sometimes yeah, I, I catch myself talking like a cowboy. I like it. You should do that for a day. You should do I that for a day. I just slip into I, it. The kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It, re- it just really is good. I just can't play the it. Hype. I can't play it on the basis that a I'm not a massive fan of sandbox games. The only the only never Grand Theft Auto's rubbish, no interest. Uh, the only one I did like actually was, in point of fact, the first Red Dead Redemption, which I did play to the finish. Um, but I just 
I need I need linear gaming on the whole because I need an ending. I don't want to. Yeah, but to- you've got to make it linear. I, these games. I, I want to be told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. You're I don't a robot, want to. You're I don't a cyborg. Want, exactly. That's I, don't, fine. I don't want to have to think for myself when I'm playing a video game. I just want to know but what the goal is and get. Is there. that because you can't trust yourself to play them in a linear? Because if you want, yeah, it's a time those thing. games, those games, you can make them such a straight line if you like if you played red dead redemption and you yeah. just literally did each story component one after another effectively their level you do you know what i mean you can yeah. make it a linear game you don't have to just go riding off into yeah. the distance i guess so. i mean i like to, i like to get to the end of everything apart from life but um <laughs> that's why i don't really like tv series is box sets no interest because i've got to watch what six seasons of 20 episodes per season i just want a movie i want two hours done i don't yes, want no, 120 hours of entertainment no you don't want 20 the sweet spot i would say is eight eight right. or ten is the kind of new thing on the netflix i yeah. see i like long form entertainment i'm way more into tv shows than i am into films at the moment right you just you can't get the character development in two hours in a film yeah. But um, yeah. hey, that's for but another. Anyway, part. I'm just cracking on to the last point from this week just gone. If you would have uh, followed us on Instagram, Talking Joe Comics, you'd have seen I put up some time lapse videos of me I building saw those. me building Did- some Creo uh, GI Joe sets. Now, if you didn't listen to the last episode, why not go back and listen to it? I briefly mentioned Creo as a counterpart to uh, another famous block building company, um, <laughs> and uh, it's compatible with Lego, but. What you don't see on the timelapse videos is my absolute sheer frustration and almost jumping out the window. These bricks are so loosey-goosey. They don't snap you. together. And I'm building this uh, a Rashikage Ninja Dojo. I'm adding bits to the top and the whole thing crumbles. And I'm literally about to lose the plot. It probably didn't help that it was like 9 o'clock at night and I'm, a, I'm drinking neat gin and I'm absolutely... Mother's half, ruined. Halfway to getting wasted, and uh, I'm trying to build this uh, Creo together, and Dude, I almost lost the plot, man. If you hit the forums up, you'll find out that Creo builders, they tend to um, build their Creo with a little pot of glue next to them. <laughs> I'm, seri- I'm serious, because it just doesn't, you know. Or, or swap the bricks out for actual Lego bricks. Wow. Yeah, you never thought of that, good, have that's you? That's a good shout. They're very, um, could you actually do that? Yeah, Could I mean, you remake there's, there's, it out of. There's a few bits that. No, are... there's some unique stuff to, to Creo, but in the in the main, a lot of the bricks are similar. Okay, fairs. Um, so is that the bad thing that happened to you? That's the bad thing that happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, two. Just want to point out as well. Two a new section of the show. Errors on the show. Um, mainly, these will come from me. Um, one of our eagle-eyed listeners. No, it wouldn't be eagle-eyed listener, would it? It'd be. Hawkeye listening. Hearing based reference. Uh, wait a minute, for. wait a minute. Uh, Mar- remember Marshall Bravestar? Uh, Eyes of the Hawk, Speed of the Puma, Strength of the Bear, oh, Ears of the Wolf. Ears of the Wolf. Uh, uh, wolf eared listener out there, uh, Mark Seddon, contacted the show and said uh, we made two mess ups, or I made two mess ups on the last episode. Pointing but out mess ups. Firstly, firstly, um, when I gave you the three movies I'd watched and I asked you to put them in order, and I said, well done, you got two out of three. Technically, that's impossible, apparently, to get two out of three. You either get zero, one, or three. If you've yeah, got two... I mean, already, I'm not happy about this. If you've got two, you've got three. So, and the other, thing, the other thing I said was um, they didn't make any October Guard action figures when apparently they did. Yeah, I, saw, I actually saw one. I All right, yeah. So the, two, the two, two things why that slipped past me was either they didn't produce them in the UK, uh, which would have gone past me, and 
or they produced them after I stopped collecting and I wasn't aware of it. So there you go. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that new section of the show. <laughs> um, Errors. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. What have you been reading apart from that? So God, yes, yes, DC comic. Yeah, yes. Let's uh, let's get into the main. We've been reading uh, issues nine, ten, and eleven of Real American Hero. Yeah. After last week's episode, where finished on a bit of a downer, number eight. You know, I think we both probably put it at the bottom of our ranking lists. Um, We've now got another mixed dish bag here um, of issues. So we started off with number nine. Uh, front cover is Scarlet falling out of a Cobra helicopter, grabbing a Cobra trooper who's got the wrong end of a pistol. And he's about to bean her on the head with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed that this issue, Chief. Um, really? Yeah, but you're right. It was a mixed bag. It was like a good sandwich but with a crap filling well this one is called the diplomat um interesting not larry harmer is written by stephen grant pencils by mike vosberg now vosberg will be on as series artist for a while inks by chick stone letters by janice chiang and colors by andy yangchus yeah this was a bit of like a sort of espionage uh born identity kind of city-based romp yeah and i am generally not a fan of this one yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of... I don't like these types of issues, but I didn't mind this one. You don't get too many of these, I don't think, in the few, in the coming issues. No, well, in- interestingly, um, Stephen Grant, he, he did, um, you know, uh, another guest spot as writer in uh, issue 20, and he was basically has said when he's writing other books that he's not associated with or other people's characters, it's purely, you know, a work-for-hire job um and he Jeez. he he did not he, he he was quoted as saying he hated gi joe and it's the epitome of inane but he's like i had to pay the rent so he's got zero love for these characters and he's just trying to you know stay as true to to the characters as he can but he pretty much sends most of them up you know he makes it a bit it's a bit of a parody and they're bit screw-ups and you know you could tell he wasn't doing anything for character development here or yeah it's basically who's the guy that is basically just hitting on scarlet the whole issue uh clutch which yeah, he was doing in, he was doing in previous issues so yeah, i guess he's, yeah. ca- I guess but he's he carried, really lays it on thick in this he's one. carried that over so the, the but the basic she doesn't uh, want to go with it no, the basic <laughs> plot of this one is there's a there's a cobra assassination attempt uh, in the works on some state department diplomat something to do with persian gulf nation of alalawi and some i don't know some sort of political thing and there's going to be an assassination and the Joes send some uh, people out to foil it, effectively. And this is, without doubt, the most action-packed issue we've have so, had so far. There's planes doing nose dives. There's car chases. Mm. There's holograms. There's um, uh, beach shootouts. Um, Did you like the beach one where where he's got the gun under the sand? Yeah. So he's basically so they're on, they're on they're on the they're on the beach. Uh, he's clutches buried up to his neck. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the diplomat and Scarlet are just. I don't, what are they doing on the beach? Not sure. They're hiding from Cobra on the beach, and out of the sea come these frogmen. Yeah, is, are they Cobra eels? I don't think they're quite Cobra no, eels no. yet, are they? They're called out as just frogmen. What's so good is like because because you don't know what's going on in this part of the issue they pop out of the water and they're like oh machine guns yeah. we're not we can't deal with this and they just they just go back in yeah 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 clutch has popped out the sand he's buried his machine gun in the sand with him and he's just spraying some bullets and they're like just get out of here even though they've got some sort of guns themselves or harpoons or whatever yeah. we're not prepared for this not prepared for this um, they explain that later though 
Um, explain that later. Yeah. So then they they get a car and they bugger off. And then meanwhile, Stalker's got a lead on something, and he goes. He sees in London, and he goes to see um, some weapons weapons smith or something like yeah. that. Some English dude. He's full on suited with a bowler hat. And, it's a uh, big old stereotype, isn't he? Well, there's a bit here which uh, there's a has a caption which says, "After a lunch of chips and brashers." <laughs> what's chip? What's brashers? I don't even know what brashers are. No, owner Derek Sutherland returns to his office, and that's where, um, you know, his office is bugged by Cobra Commander. He's given Stalker, oh, you, you need to go to Amsterdam. Um, yeah, it's globe trotting, this isn't it? Very much globe trotting. Cut back to. Um, Scarlet and the diplomat dude and they're being chased she's chucking grenades out um, they get to an airfield jump on the airplane of course the pilot's a Cobra Cobra pilot in disguise certainly is um, he uh, he calls Scarlet babe whatever she smashes him in the chops with a satchel knocks mm. him out um, plane goes into a nosedive clutch has to then do an emergency landing Meanwhile, yeah. back in Amsterdam, Scarlet's in some hotel room. And, of course, the receptionist, where he goes in, she's Cobra as well. Yeah. When's it, the turn? When's the turn? Yeah, when the diplomat they've actually got. Oh, is. yes. I, I didn't actually see that coming. So, yeah, more shootouts. They're being Did changed. you not? But they kept saying, she kept saying, <clears throat> what's going on? The Cobra, it's as if they're half-hearted. Yeah. And as it turns out, the diplomat is actually the assassin. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. And they, uh, basically, they are delivering him to his destination. Yes, yes. And, but he, uh, he, yeah. he, he, he laid his cards out too early. There, I felt he was still undercover in disguise, and he didn't need to. He just then decides to whip out a gun, and you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind this issue. To be fair, you had some um, issues with it. Yeah, we get to the end, and then the, you know, Scarlet jumps in through the window and foils the, the assassination. I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy action but you know all over the place um in this first mike vosberg issue i'm not overly keen on the way he draws the cobra troops he's draws them absolutely stacked they're roided to the max yeah Just, he, he, he's a superhero artist and it's almost like the fight scenes as well when you know someone's punching someone towards the camera they're splayed out massively it's very unreal you know it's very superhero style fight scenes and superhero style art now he'll actually tone that down in the coming issues which is nice but I just felt yeah. it was very much a fill-in issue. A few things did oh, carry over. Was, yeah. You know, like the Stalker Clutch, Clutch trying to hit on her. Uh, sorry, not Stalker, Scarlet and Clutch. And um, Snake Eyes is actually one of the main people in this issue in, on, the, on the team, but he actually doesn't do anything. Abs- he's in about three panels. Yeah. He's, but, and you'd be, you'd be forgiven for thinking, oh, yeah, he was actually part of that storyline. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But doesn't do anything. So. Well, he gets, he gets a bit more to do in the next issue. Uh, yeah, so the next issue is uh, issue 10, which Couldn't is stand this one, buddy. A nice little town like ours. Could not stand it, because, because it's way too similar to the one we just had. Um, For me, I, I don't know. I, feel, I mean, this is... This look, one, the Snake Eye stuff is interesting, it's yep. fine, but not good I enough mean, this, to make me like the issue. Okay, so this is uh, Larry Harmer's on, back on as scripting, Mike Vosberg's penciling, Chick Stone is inking, Joe Rosen's lettering, and Christy Shield is the colourist. Now... When we can, oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Me. Let's go back to number nine. What, what's your Yojo Colas? Ooh, I'll give that. Or do you a... want to do it all? At the, or do the ranking all at the end? No, I liked it, but um, I will give it a uh, a six, a high six, a high six. So currently on a six, you have got 
Uh, issue 5, Tanks for the Memories, followed by Issue 1, Operation Lady Doomsday, followed by Issue 4, Operation Wingfield. Yeah, so that's you're going to need right. to slot it in. Which where where's it going on the rankings though? Um, I would probably say it's the best out of all of those. Which puts it for you as the second best storyline you've had. Well, not for long. Interesting. But yeah. Okay. Um, what was the issue- second? What was this uh, issue? What was it? Nine, ten. This is number ten. We're now a nice little town like ours. So this is. Um, yeah. Did not this, like. This is the, the basis of this one is there's a suspected Cobra stronghold in Midtown Manhattan. Let's send in some troops, some on the roof of this building, some down low to sniff out what this base is all about. Yeah. Um, so, so you, you get, does it? It starts right in it, doesn't it? Starts they're right on, in it. They're you fighting got, on the got, rooftop. You got Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and Zap are the insertion team on the top. Um, yeah. Zap is highlighted out as a as a demolitions expert. Although you know, I think Larry's trying to flesh out a bit of the specialties of each of the characters now. I mean, Zap doesn't really appear that much okay, going, dude. going forward, but he's a demo expert. Let, let me just stop you there. There's just one confusing bit, yeah, one yep. of the panels. With that ground team, yep. is that the one that Zap's in? No, he's on the roof with... Okay, uh, who's in the in the ground team in the sewers? Ground team is... Flash? Uh, uh, you've got Stalker, Flash, and Breaker. Now, you're okay. going to say there's a panel where it looks yeah. like Flash is... There's two Flashes. There's two Flashes, because he's got the distinctive red... So what's going on ...chest there? plate and red knee pads. Yeah, it's just an artist mess up. Yeah, okay, it is that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you've got the, you know, the team on the ground, etc. Um, team at the top. It's again, it's more of that Cobra Commander, everything's going as I planned it. There's a hatch door opens, they fall into some completely steel-enclosed box. They swipe their weapons. They swipe their weapons. As it turns out, that box is actually part of some crazy aircraft which launches out the roof of the building and flies like. off did not like so that. was their plan all along cobra to lure joe's into this trap i think it was <sighs> yeah i just as soon as the building took off i was like okay here we go yeah yeah One i mean these issues um look i, I guess the main so takeaway this, from this issue is the snake eyes well is no when he gets captured this this how we rank this one is going to be what do we place on historical relevance and historical events to to the gi joe mythos because this is a big one effectively the biggest yet by far because this has got i know this has got dr venom it's got the brainwave scanner it's got a possible snake eyes origin it's got springfield origin it's got cobra commander's pyramid schemes which come up a lot later it's got i don't know if we want to do spoilers or not on this no not really okay it would be spoiling it for me okay okay because there's there's another big thing which you perhaps haven't spotted yet which will come back later. Yeah, um, just disappointed anyway, they, that all the setup was from such a bad issue. I mean, they get yeah, they get captured the Joes, and um, there's a there's a scene where Snake Eyes is is his face is in shadow. He's hooked up to some crazy technological machine. There's a wall full of of computers and stuff, and this is where Doctor Venom pops up. Now he's he's he. He comes on a bit later. Probably, I'm not even sure if you're aware of him because when you started reading originally, I don't even know if Dr. Venom no, was there. No, that's the, the thing. I was like, right. who's this guy? I want he's Mindbender. The, he's the originator. Yeah, he's Where's the originator of the um, Brainwave Scanner. And um, what, they've got Snake Eyes hooked up. And this is, I'm going to just read out what, what Venom says because this is his plan. Um, he's talking to Baroness and Cobra Commander. And he says, um, 
I shall endeavour to explain this procedure as simply as possible, Cobra Commander. The electrodes attached to Snake Eye's head are recording his brainwave reaction to the visual image on the TV monitor. In this case, it is an apple. The computer will continue to flash thousands of images and record their corresponding brainwave signature until it has a master personalised vocabulary of the subject's thinking patterns reduced to digitised... Then he gets cut off by Cobra Commander... What do we I like do, that what, bit because he he's not interested. No, he just wants he, results. He, what do we gain from this, Dr. Venom? Very soon our image vocabulary will be complete. Then we can reverse the process. The computer will be able to read the subject's thoughts, enhance them, and project them as a visual image on the TV monitor. By peering into Snake Eye's memory, we shall be able to ascertain the exact location of the G.I. Joe headquarters. Yeah. So basically he's got some sort of brain memory reading device. Uh, very yeah. uh, very 80s. Yeah. Um, and and th- there's there's weird bits here where the Joes have had some sort of hallucinogenic drug pumped into their um, prison cell and Scarlet's seeing snakes and turtles and gargoyles. And it's all a bit weird. And there's a kid yeah. there's a kid in the cell as well. Oh, you're like, why is yeah. a kid in the prison? And then they get brought some water. And he's like, no, don't drink that water. It's drugged. We've got to hold this water up to the light bulb and that will cook out all the poisons. I'm yeah, like, I liked it when one of them, I think, cl- who thinks that they've turtled themselves? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, but Snake Eyes is basically trying to suppress. Yeah. And that's, you know, he's happy to give them all, he's happy to give them his, you know, some bits of his Yeah, so that's where you backstory. get a bit of origin. You see some, you see, you know, looks like Vietnam and there's a helicopter crash and that's potentially where he got disfigured. Um, and he, like Venom says, he's dredging up these memories to block out, you know, the location of the G.I. Joe base. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically the the kid and Scarlet and the other is it is it I don't know who it is actually. Yeah, it must be it must be Zap because he was on the top. Um, they get they they get the Cobras in to the cell and then get an escape plan going. Uh, yeah, and that's where the kid explains what's happened to this town. And basically, they said some people came in with this pyramid scheme of selling cleaning products and soon the whole town was on board. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, this comes back big time later as, as part of Cobra Commander's yeah. early plan. And I, I kind of like this bit. Wait, um, what, with all the kids in the arcade it, and they're it, all it, like junior officers and so, stuff? So yeah, it's kind of, oh. it's kind of the, 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 the beginnings of, you know, how Cobra takes over town, town by town. And Springfield is there. It's like a... It's like a, sl- a sleeper sleeper cell of everyone in Springfield is actually a covert Cobra undercover agent. And there is a bit of a silly bit. They go through a, an arcade, the kid and Zap and Scarlet, and immediately the kid's like, what are these adults doing here? We don't recognise them. Um, and he's in some stupid gun. <laughs> he's in some... La- it looks like it's supposed to be an arcade game where you're in a laser cannon, but it turns out to be a real laser cannon. So yeah. I don't know what they were doing there or why they were there. Um, yeah, the actual storyline of that is is fine yeah. i just thought the execution was really weak yeah yeah and snake eyes has put himself into some zen trance to appear oh, like he lowers his heart rate ninja style like he's dead ninja big style big fan of that big uh, fan. so they unstrap him as soon as they unstrap him from the from the brainwave scanner he then busts loose there's some more su- superhero style panels of him punching people you know in crazy angles and yeah and i remember thinking and, a lot in the schoolyard when we used to talk about ninjas, the main thing you'd say was, uh, yeah, they can actually stop their heart rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snake eyes go True, must be true. It's yeah. G.I. Joe. <laughs> and uh, they, they escape, they all escape, but except uh, the kid wants to stay because that's where his family is and, you know, he's going to try and bust them out, whatever. And the Joes seem happy with that. Oh, yeah, kid, you fend for yourself. We'll see you yeah, later. And they, they all bugger off. I didn't like that kid. 
Right. Okay. Uh, no. In- in- not. Interesting is all I'm saying. Um, I just, I, I, yeah, I just didn't. I, do you know what? This is this was my worst issue so far, buddy. Okay. For me, worst issue so far. I just didn't enjoy it at all. Okay. I did not because I needed. If I was going to have that, the one that we just had, I needed to. Sh- it, it felt. It actually felt sort of um, similar to me. Okay, so so the worst you've got so far, ranking at number eight, is uh, issue eight, codename Sea Strike, which you gave four out of ten. Yeah, this is probably, I'd give this a four as well, but a lower four than that. Holy moly, right. Dude, it was, um, oh, I just had no interest. Even the stuff with Snake Eyes, um, well, I'm sure they're going to go into that more in the future anyway. Okay, but, um, I, did, I don't think I gave my ranking for number nine, The Diplomat. Give it to me, give it to me. Um... I, you've got it second best. I'm possibly going to put it worst. Wow, I'm, put, I'm putting it as a worst episode, worst issue yet. Okay, uh, okay. and that is a low five. Low five. What are you giving this? And this one, a nice little town like Peace. ours, which you put bottom. I'm going to put. I'm going to give it a. I don't know, a high six or a low seven. Merlin's beard. Yeah, uh, I can't believe it's going to get onto the sevens. I think because of historical relevance, it goes up high. But because of that stupid, silly spacecraft in the building and the hallucinogenic scene goggles and stuff, I'm going to actually give it a high six or a six. And this is tough. I'm probably going to. Is it better than the October Guard one double parter? Well, not for me, but. No, I don't think it is. So in that case, I'm putting it just below that, which will put it as ranked number six out of uh, nine for me. Okay. So let's pop that now, in there. what's the issue number that we're moving on to now? So now we've got issue number 11, and I suspect that you will probably have this one as the best issue we've read so far. This is... This is a G.I. Joe comic This is the stuff, right isn't here. it? Amazing cover. This Amazing is, cover. Doc it's G.I. Joe. Doc and uh, Snowjob on the Battle Bear. Busting down... you got a, Cobra Gliders. Busting down a hill. Cobra Glider. It's a Remember great... Remember that toy? It's a great cover. Written by Larry Harmer. Uh, Mike Vosburgh, again, pencils. John D'Agostino is the inker. Uh, Rick Parker is the letterer. And Christy Shield is the colorist. Now... First thing, Has, I, first thing I'm going to point yeah. out um, is I thought that last issue, the inks were a bit heavy, on my copy anyway. Here, new ink, different inker, and Vosburgh's art looks so much better. And this goes to show how much an inker can um, add, or, add or take that. away from the art. Because the art here looks very different to the last issue, but it's the same artist, but with a different inker. It's very See, clean. That's, that's what I thought. And he's, paired, he's toned down the kind of over-muscle-bound stuff, and it's just crisp and really nice. So get a good inker that works well with your style. Um, I thought I'm glad you said that because I was like something has changed visually here because this is just popping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? this is called the pipeline ploy, and the effectively quick synopsis is there's cobra activity on an Alaskan pipeline sending the ju- sending the setup. joes sending the joes to check it out. And that first page oh. is full on Larry Harmer's on. He's gone full on military scripting. He's talking about LZs and smoke recognition and fire suppression. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically Dude, wild, it's wild, so good. New Joe's straight away. Wild Bill's flying the chopper in with Frostbite and Doc. Um, there's carnage. There's smoke coming out. There's there's no snow job, isn't it? Yeah, who did what, who did I say? Frostbite. Sorry, sorry. Frostbite is the driver of the snowcat, possibly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, yeah, snow job. Yeah, straight in the action. He's flying in. Love it. 
it's just awesome. You got gung ho, you got Doc. Then later on, you get Airborne. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is some of the? I was like, what's happened? All of a sudden, it's the GI Joe that I remember. Yeah, yeah. And you got gung ho running around with his top off, yeah. hardcore. And there's green. immediately a bit of beef between uh, rock and roll and gung ho. Yeah, because he, he's basically in a vest. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a, he's a, I, don't, I don't know if, if rock and roll is just regular army or, or what, but uh, Gung Ho's a Marine. Yeah, and which is a, an elite there. unit, but they don't seem to respect that. No, no. Yeah. Um, but oh, that's why I actually had a question I wanted to ask you. In the kind of um, world of G.I. Joe, do, do you think the regular army know about G.I. Joe and that's something that they aspire to? Or are they just top? secret i think they do because later on you see some well possibly maybe not later on you do see um some recruits coming from you know the navy or the army or the the paras i think you get plucked out and there's some yeah but whether or not you know you know where you're going and what you're what force you're going into i'm not sure gung-ho is great like a new orleans kind (laughs) of deep south cajun he's a cook isn't he uh rock and roll's a cook not Gumbo. rock and roll uh, roadblock sorry yeah gung-ho it's just great to see some new characters in these issues I, I was this just made me smile this whole issue man yeah, yeah. i wasn't do you know what it was a really nice surprise because i wasn't expecting to get wild bill no because on well no just on the cover i, I thought okay we're you're gonna getting get... doc and snow job yeah but they just it kept on coming i was like wow they're really giving us some yeah. you know gi joe staples here yeah, snow job doesn't really do much except for he sets up gung-ho for a, for a fall because he promises to um get gung-ho a date with rock and roll sister who apparently <laughs> is a, a, who apparently is a model that's a dark kind of yeah that's <laughs> and weird. we find out we find out later on that that is a no-go <laughs> oh, yeah um, yeah that's a bit strange but now. yeah the cobras the cobras bug out um joe's managed to grab one of the the damaged his tanks and the battle bear yeah, dude we get his tanks we get his tanks yeah. Oh, so good. Um, Doc is there patching up people's uh, injuries. There's a great panel where he goes to pull Snake Eye's mask off uh, to yeah, check out his injuries. Yeah. And there's a great panel where Snake Eye's whoops the Uzi round into Doc's face. And he's like, whoa, okay, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, I liked all the the, the sort of um, banter and tension between the new guys and right. the old guys. Yeah. So good. Because... At least, you know, I didn't know how they... I was like, they've got a lot of characters to introduce in and then, comic. Well, yeah, how the, are they going to do it? Yeah. But they do it in a very real way. Yeah, they, they, they don't just show up it's and not, it's, know each other. It's not, and, and it's not just loads of exposition. It's just these characters are chucked into the firefight, you know, and you, yeah. learn, you learn about them... They dur- don't know each other. During, ...during the action, exactly. And then, of course, we get on the other side, we get a mysterious villain who isn't actually... Oh. Obviously, we all know who he is because we can tell by the outfit, etc. But back in the day, it's kind of like, you know... If I could watch Empire Strikes Back again and not know um, I am your father, that would probably be the greatest moment of my life. So if someone wants to wipe Empire Strikes Back from my memory somehow and I can watch that for the first time again, I can't, even the birth of my kid won't, won't be as good as watching that. So, um, and <laughs> here, here though, you know, we know it's Destro, but back in the day, you wouldn't, it was just a guy. Yeah. It, every scene is a half shot or a three quarter shot or is faces in shadow so and i thought it was going to build to a reveal and i thought it was so awesome yeah. that they had the kind of force i was like wow they're just going to keep it going and they don't even I just name thought him. the last the last panel i was fully expecting yeah. a big reveal and i was like this is awesome and they don't even name they just keep calling him the specialist yeah it was very cool so they, very well they, done. they've they've brought the specialist in um to 
who who already knows Baroness. He already like, knows Baroness exactly, and that's going to come back later as well. Yeah. Uh, Larry Harmer sowing the seeds, kind of like Chris Claremont did in the eighties with the X Men, where he sowed loads of subplots that took place over hundreds of issues. Harmer's doing the same. He's he's sowing. He's planting seeds. Planting the seeds, baby, and watch that fruit grow. Yeah. Um, is, is this just i could not read the next panels fast enough oh it's, because yeah. it, it basically i was like okay i can really identify with this and this and it's so is what i remember I know, reading i know you remember i know you mentioned that the october guard one was very cinematic this is even more so for me this oh, is this is another level scene by scene the joes are then staking out from a distance and every panel flows to the next the page flows to the next it's just it's, the setup of the pipeline the yeah. kind of cat and mouse it was just yeah, very, very cool very very movie-ish and the, you know, they, they spy the Cobras at the next uh, pipeline way station. Yeah, yeah, pump, yeah. Pumping station. And they're putting some sort of canisters down into the pipe. Um, mm, yeah. They don't, it, you know, just what is it you carry around in double-walled stainless steel canisters? So they don't know, you know, what something fishy's going on. Um, yeah. I like the way the, the Cobras, sort of, they're retreating. They, they send the hiss tanks off first. Then, yeah. the, then the troopers stay and then they go. It was just yeah. very cool. And then rock, rock and roll, maybe a bit stupid. Get they get to the pumping station. He just kicks the door down and just literally sprays the whole room with bullets. And he is called rock and roll. He is called rock and roll. And he obviously accidentally uh, caps one of the canisters, and it turns out that it's some sort of um, poison gas or pl- yeah. plague toxin. Yeah, it's a plague it. toxin, and they've only got six hours left to live. And the only antidote is carried by this specialist. Yeah, who's off on the other station? He's off on the other pumping station. Yeah. So what happens there? Then they who's in the for, that forward team at that other pumping station? Is it Snake Eyes? Um, no, it's Doc. It's Doc, isn't it? Because Doc has a scrap with Destro. Doc, well, Doc's there with Rock and Roll and that lot. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I think it's Scarlet and Gung Ho, and then Snake Eyes goes to assault assault the the, the his tank one. Oh no, uh, wait a minute. Yo, Doc is there. Yeah, sorry, Doc, Snake Eyes, Snowjob, Gung Ho. They all go off on the um, battle bear um cobra's yeah. got some rpgs gung-ho kind of proves his uh shows his metal doesn't he by going hand to hand with that little rocket launcher squad that's it that's it sort of proves his worth um breaker calls into to hq and basically saying look we need um reinforcements and we need quarantine cut over to your your your, 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 your favorite general flag uh inside with sunnies on standard uh, and he's like he shows he's a company man. We'll give you the reinforcements. We ain't quarantining nothing. We ain't got yeah. the uh, time or the uh, personnel to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. L- lovely scene next of a uh, Cobra Commander, fist clenched, head back, like roaring in laughter. He's yeah. listening in. Yeah, he's bugged it. He's bugged the GI Joe base. He says, um, "Great, uh, eavesdropping has become child's play since we stole the program for the GI Joe Crypto Scrambler." Yeah, yeah good yeah. thing. Good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, then where do we get to? Um, then we get uh, new new Joe on the scene, like you mentioned earlier, Airborne. Um, yeah, then they go, oh my God, then it just goes up another level. You get Airborne coming in. First you get Cobra on the gliders. Cobra on the gliders attacking Snakes, awesome Doc toy. and um, Snowjob on the Battle Bear. Um, then Airborne drops Airborne, in. Airborne's uh, drop lifted in by Wild Bill. Um, oh, he starts Wild shooting him up. Um, now, who, what did Wild Bill come with? The, the toy? Dragonfly. Dragonfly. Yeah. What a toy that was. I think that was. Was, an, that was an Apache. Apache. Yeah, yeah. But here, in this depiction, it's not an Apache. No, um, not quite yet. Like there stand, yet. standard military. I don't know what it is. It was but... lift, lift ticket was in the um, Tomahawk. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the Tomahawk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Tomahawk. Chinook. Chinook. Uh, yeah. A Double, I had yeah. that toy. You did have that toy. It was a good one. Holy it was a big one. It was a big one. Those were the good times. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So what I, happened? I like, he I like, gets it, I like it. Off it. His glider. Air, Airborne. Airborne is a cool character. He's a good character. I remember loving because him. also he's he's Native American. So here already, Harmer's putting in some African American characters, some uh, Native American characters, and actually diverse. Uh, actually, some dude, some dude. Uh, he goes, "Howdy, call me Airborne. Real name's Tall Tree, Franklin E." And, uh, yeah. and Snowjob <laughs> yeah. goes, Tall Tree, is that an Indian name? And he goes, no, it's Native American, you chump. Yeah, well, love that. He chump, actually said, no, he does say chump. No, he, doesn't, he? he says, no, it's Native American. Someone says chump. Uh, what kind, he says, what kind of name is Snake Eyes? And he says, don't ask. But he's already calling him out. He says, don't be racist, you scumbag. Yeah. I'm Native American. Forward thinking, G.I. Joe. Um, Larry Harmer, on it. Um, yeah. Well, he was, he's Asian American, Larry Harmer. Again, so, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was getting. I was like, oh, got another new character. Another here. new character. Um, Gung Ho, this is where the bit where you said he pops out and he... Um, Strange one here. He's got a shotgun. There's three cobras over the hill, and he decides, like a baseball decides bat, to he? whip it, turn it around in his hands, yeah, and it clocks them upside the head. Uh, yeah, but he's flexing, isn't he? He's flexing. Oh, he's flexing, yeah. Look at that. He's toned. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had gung ho figure. He's sort of swamp based Cajun guy. Love it. Yeah, he was good. Absolutely love it. it was good. Did he? Was his hat built in, or was it to come off? No, it wasn't. No, it was built onto the that figure. Was built in, my friend. Yeah. Very much built in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then they're saying they're going to. Um, they go to the next pumping station and the staff members there, they're like, oh, we've got a probe. We're going to pop this probe down into the pipeline and, um, you know, that will show us, you know, where the plague toxin is or do something like that. But it's actually a ruse. Those, yeah. those, those mothers in the pumping station are actually Cobra and it's plutonium that they're chucking down the pipeline. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's bloody plutonium. They, they're going nuclear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, so Destro's lurking in the shadows there, isn't Destro's he? Destro's lurking in the shadows. Oh, this is where Snake Eyes goes solo. Um, Zap pops in and basically is about to tell Wild Bill, look, these dudes are, they, they, they've twigged now that they're the, the crew of the pumping station are Cobras. Zap pops in to tell him. One, one of the, uh, this is purely, to, I guess, to highlight Wild Bill's weapon of choice because one of the Cobra troops pops out a six-shooter and start yes. shooting, and then you get a close-up of Wild Bill firing his six-shooter because he's cowboy. obviously a cowboy. He wears a cowboy hat. He's got a tash. So I don't know why the Cobra guy had to have a six-shooter, an old-fashioned Weapon. revolver. Weapon of choice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Wild Bill uses the old style, you know, one hand on the trigger, one hand uh, flicking the hammer back. Uh, yeah. It's good to see Wild Bill on the deck, you know, yeah. in, the, in, in the trenches. Yep. Yeah, I just associate him in, in the chopper. But, um, yeah, then... Uh, Oh no, that's it. Doesn't um, doesn't someone throw a snowball? That's it, yeah. Destro. Doc, Doc pops in. The Geneva Convention says I can't fire a weapon, but it don't say anything about a snowball. So he chucks a snowball at Destro's gun hand, knocks the gun out, um, and then yeah, and then they they have a little scrap. They have and a little then scrap. He, he manages to get the um, yep. what he thinks is the uh, antidote, doesn't he? Yes, correct. Oh yeah, he, he, there's a scrap, and he pulled off the antidote, didn't he? In, in the scrap with Destro. Yeah, and then there's some re- there's really great bit where Destro goes out the window and he, um, he's got these wrist rockets. Yeah, so he fires one at the battle bear to destroy it. One of them is it. successful. And then the other one he tries to fire at the chopper to stop Joe's following. Off. And he goes, blast, a dud. A dud? <laughs> he's only got four of them. Yeah. yeah one of them does, it's, just the, it's just the visualization of it pinging off yeah. is so common. He needs to go back to his weapons manufacturer. In fact, he owns a weapons <laughs> he, manufacturer for Mars. He needs to go back to them, them guys and get that... Uh, He's like, oh, well, and then he goes. And then I thought, wow, no reveal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, they've got the antidote, and he's administering it, you know, to... Um, he says, you know, again, trade, and he docks like, I'll trade it to the Cobra Troopers. You've got the plutonium. I'll give you the antidote. Otherwise, you're going to die along with us. Uh, you give us the plutonium. Yeah. 
and they do that. Yeah. And then it turns out that they weren't infected, were they? Correct, yeah. In the end. And uh, what does he give them? Just a tetanus shot? I said a tetanus shot, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you get the reveal, which is the plot point that was completely forgotten about because it happened in the first couple of pages. And then the action was so intense, we forgot about um, Gung Ho trying to get a date with Rock and Roll's sister because that popped back out out of nowhere. And it turns out she's actually a nine-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit awkward. Yeah, Uh, But she is, in fact, a child model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, it's the eighties, yeah. But dude, what an issue, man! Yeah, that is more of that. It's just got me pumped for um, everything to come now. Yeah, because that is a uh, high water. And you probably hadn't read this issue before. Nope, nope. And I was like, it's in the snow. It's at night. There's a pipeline, which makes me think of there will be blood. I was like, this is just ticking all my boxes. Yeah, just a great, great. That is just um, that is the most sort of GI Joey issue we've had oh by far say. by far it's they it's, kind of really just, got all their ducks in line there it's establishing and, and a status quo firing. that i am fully on board with a uh, harmer is now he's i don't know if it's the you know the toy company was directing too much or if he's just said bollocks to this i'm i'm going off on my own vision here but he's clearly got a vision from this issue compared to all the previous ones and now he's going to run with it yeah i didn't and the know art the art was knew. nice really nice I didn't know if you knew behind the scenes, apart from what you said about the the ink, um, it just felt like um, there was a change there. Someone must have said, look, we've got, we got to get some more characters yeah, in here. I don't know who was editing the book, actually. I can probably look that up. But um, I don't know if there was an editorial um, decree that said, do this or do that. I'm pretty sure Larry Harmer was left to his own devices. So, yeah. Fair play to him, uh, but yeah, re- really nice issue. All so, round. what issue? What issue was that? Sorry, that was number eleven, and I'm guessing. So it's almost been going a year. So yeah. yeah. So what are you gonna What are you gonna give that one? Ah, uh, uh, a solid eight, uh, absolute solid eight. A solid eight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the highest uh, one I've given, isn't it? Um, I don't think I've. That yeah, is, we, yeah, that's, no one's given. No one's an eight given yet. eight, and I am also the first time ever on this show we are in agreement. I am also giving that an eight, and it goes yeah, to the top of the list. I have to say, I was worried that you were going to be a chump on this one. Really? And like it. And I was like, if it, well, if that happened, we were going to have to have words because I was like, I didn't, I couldn't understand what there would be not to like. But that was but a well, legitimate well concern based on, I guess, what we've previously ranked at polar opposites. Well, I was like, if he doesn't like this, then he doesn't like GI Joe. Gotcha. So, um, fair, you know, it's, it's good, to, good to be aligned I've just there. had a thought there. You mentioned um, almost at the end of the first year of, of comics. I'm thinking maybe if we get time in our busy schedules, we could maybe do a, a bonus content of a, maybe a year in review. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just talking about a quick 20-minute show where we, you know, rank our... Well, I guess I was going to say the top three issues, but we've done that already. But maybe the well, top, dude, top, three ca- top three characters or, you know... We can just tag it on to the next podcast. We'll just do a quick uh, first year at the end. Well, you say that, but the it. next pod is actually going to cover four issues because it's, God. it's the first four-issue arc. Um, That's nice. Does the arc have a does Does it have a title? No. So this the, is. The, the, the I was arc. I was thinking I was thinking that earlier because I you know was reading I read a lot of modern comics and this was back in the day when you'd get multi-part storylines, but as a reader right. you wouldn't know necessarily when that storyline was going to end because each issue had a different title um, yeah. and it wasn't like you know i think I, I'm, they this, weren't this, billing it as this, yeah, exactly exactly this is just me assuming but when book bookstores started selling a lot more graphic novels in the late 90s etc um you know it's good to have 
dedicated six issue arcs or eight issue arcs or four issue arcs to be able to sell in trade paperbacks because it, sell, yeah. it sells a lot more. So that's when the big Marvel and DC started putting part one of four, part one of six. So as a yeah. reader, you knew it was a six issue storyline, even if it's not, I'm not saying a, a separately published miniseries, I'm just saying part of the X-Men book or part of the Avengers or yeah. part of Justice League, it would say part one of four. You knew what you were so in for. You knew what you were in for, but as a... Do they do as, that later in the line, G.I. Joe? Possibly, yes. Possibly, yes. Not much, but the downside to that for me is, as a reader, if it's a four-part storyline and it says part four of four, I know that's the end of the storyline. The advantage mm. of this is... I got no idea. Next issue could be the end. There could be three issues coming. I kind, I, I kind of like how they wrote I it. I kind of like that open-endedness. Now, well, yeah, you say that. I mean, the 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 standard Marvel, uh, the the Marvel method, if you will, of writing was um, the writer would give a plot breakdown, plot synopsis to the artist with no script. Um, the artist would then draw it and then the writer would come back and do script over the top of what the art was. Wow. Uh, which is not really, it wasn't really done, you know, DC or anywhere else. Elsewhere it would right. be, you know, the, the writer would be doing the plot, the synopsis, and also the breakdown of the pages, what the, the, the script is on who's saying what for each page, and the artist has to fit his art in around, you know, that. Yeah. Um, but Larry Harmer famously has said, I, I, I don't, potentially think it happened early on but he says he never knows what's going to happen on page 22 till he gets to page 21 so wow. he supposedly writes page by page uh depending on what he's written on that page and what he thinks the characters are going to react on the next page um now i'll take that with a little pinch of salt because he must you know he must plan the end of the issue how to cliffhangers and stuff like that so um, so you've you've gone ahead a little bit, and you know we're in for a four well, four story arc. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. I haven't read them. I was, Exciting. I, I was planning on reading. I might even read them today, and then I'll read them again the day before we record the next uh, pod. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be good. More char- more re- recurring characters. Um, it's, yeah, it's I mean, tough. I'm guessing. Well, hopefully, we're going to get some Destro. I don't know that, nope. but don't spoil it. But who knows? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, we we missed out uh, inside the mind of chief. We can we can tack it on now. We can do it next week. Happy to hit do me. It. You got to ask me a question as well. Inside chief's mind. Um, so this dangerous is dangerous place to be. Dangerous place to be. This is what really bugs me. What really bugs me. Grind you your gears. Can get inside my head here. Each week we'll have a new thing that bugs me. Um, oh. This week is actually. Um, uh, self foul ups, self mess ups, things that I have visibly self-inflicted self-inflicted woes so okay. uh, i'm a big fan of peanut butter and um i uh, the, the good stuff yeah like the chunky stuff well yeah like the smooth I've, stuff? I've got a, my top five peanut butters would be in reverse order uh whole earth organic organic crunchy two pound fifty yeah, a jar that's what we get uh pip and nut crunchy maple syrup two pound thirty a jar slightly smaller skippy crunchy two pound twenty five uh little mckinney little mckendy crunchy one pound eighteen and top of the heap is a Sainsbury Basic Crunchy 70p. I like the wow. I like the oily peanut butter. Uh, I don't like it okay. when it... Sun Pat, my mum used to buy it as a kid all the time, when, for, for me when I was a kid. Um, very dry, very hard to spread on soft bread. You just munches the bread. You know what I mean? When you get someone you know... Yeah, you can't you spread, spread it the just, crunchy stuff just, on well, that. You, you, yeah, I'm not on soft bread. Not Sun well, Pat how stuff, are you consuming all, it? all of these are fairly oily 
uh, crunchy, so they spread fine. I normally have it on uh, just a sandwich or on toast or a crumpet or a muffin, anything. It's one of my favourite food groups. So what's the problem? My problem is this. I've gone shopping on Sunday, and I've decided the kid eats a lot of peanut butter as well. Not as much as me because she's only three, but um, she loves peanut butter on a Saturday and Sunday with a breakfast with with uh, Chief Dog Daddy. And mm. we've, I've gone to buy some peanut butter, and we go through a lot of jars. So this time I thought I'm just going to have a big ass one. I'm going to be able to buy a big one kilogram tub. So I bought yeah. that tub, pip and nut, one kilogram. It's like nine quid or something, but you know, one kilogram. Blow the expense. Uh, I've gone today. I've not opened it. I've gone today to put it on some toast, opened it up. I was like, this is a bit thin and runny. It's bloody smooth. I've bloody bought smooth instead of crunchy. Do they even do the crunchy? In oh, my KG? goodness. I almost want to say, I don't want them, I don't want the answer to that to be yes, but then I don't want the answer to be no because I should have been looking. But I got. Well, I mean, I'll eat it because I like. So, I like any type of peanut butter. So I'll eat smooth, but it's, yeah, it's no but crunchy. That's going to take you. That's going to take you so long oh to get goodness. through, and it's every nine time you quid. Open it, nine quid. Be, one kilogram. You're going to have a grievance absolutely there. Absolutely distraught. I fell to my knees, clutched my head. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like something out of platoon. It was. Uh, now you've stocked up there for the nuclear winter and jeepers. Um, yeah, um, that can happen. But yeah, yeah. Um, and right, uh, the last little section is. Uh, Chief asks Ben a question. Chief asks Ben a question. What'll he do? What'll he say when Chief when asks Chief Ben a question. Ben question? Love that. Um, What's your question? Sega Mega Drive or, Genes- or Genesis for you uh, stateside listeners or Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. If you've well, got we... own one. Now we, go on, you, you, I don't want to well, steal your I was, I was basically saying that we chopped and changed. I never owned both. Yes. It wasn't some spoiled brat. Yep. But we did chop and change maybe four times. A calendar in four, year. In, in, in four years. In four, so yeah. I think I had a SNES twice and a Mega Drive twice. I vivid, Here's the thing. I vividly, remember, the thing. I vividly remember getting a Sega Mega Drive with uh, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. Streets of Rage. And Sonic. phoning up your brother. Um, on the day I bought it, and basically having an hour conversation on the phone with him, saying this is the most amazing thing ever, ever. And yeah. then I brought it over. It was. Then you guys got a Mega Drive, and then six months later, SNES came out or whenever with Street Fighter Two, and we went down to Mordown, was it Mordown Vid- Video Game Video Center? Game Center and trading. trading back in the got old our days. Pants pulled right down, pants down, round the ankles. <laughs> it got was like, a lesson in business. Got like thirty quid. But, yeah, we give you 30 quid for a brand new Mega Drive and five games. Yeah, yeah. And then you put 100 of your own pounds <laughs> and we give you a SNES. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think, maybe we're exaggerating, maybe, but, you know, anyway, we, we traded in for the SNES and then, uh, you know, a year later or six months later, we do, oh, look at these games that have just come out on the Mega Drive. Shit, we're going to have to trade in again. Went down, never, the thought never crossed our mind to get both at the same time. No, because it felt ridiculous. It felt wrong. I like, I like that we were grounded, yep. and even then we knew to have both a SNES and a Mega Drive yeah. was a bit douchey. Yeah, it was too indulgent. Um, it wasn't for us. It was way too, yeah. Look, but anyway, anyway break you. it down for me. Look, the Mega Drive has loads of games, and it had all the EA sports games. Yep. But the thing with Nintendo, and this has always been the case with Nintendo, it has, it has um, console like it has exclusive games that you need to buy a SNES for. Yep. So you basically needed to buy a SNES to play Mario World, yep. Street Fighter 2 and Mario Kart and Zelda. And at a lesser extent and Secret of Mana, but Pilot Wings catalog yeah to to a much lesser extent. <laughs> it's a good game. Donkey Kong Country. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, it had it. It just didn't have the catalog that um, the Mega Drive had. There's just so many more games, yeah. probably more average games, but it just the SNES had like world beaters. Like you had to have Street Fighter Two. Yeah. So we chopped and changed, and I think history's been probably kinder to the SNES because it had those groundbreaking games. It is but a tough Mega- decision. It's like choosing between your kids. I mean, it- yeah, because EA thing is you need a Mega Drive for EA Hockey and John Madden, yep. uh, Star Control, E-Swat. Sonic, Ease What. Um, you know, it had a lot of games. Revenge, Sh- Revenge of, of games. Shinobi, Streets of Rage, yeah. Yeah, but see, ne- interesting, because I'm going back and I'm buying those consoles again. So I've bought a Mega Drive, yep. and I've, I haven't bought a SNES yet because there's just not as many games as I'm, I'm interested in playing. But like. also, um, resale value, it, it's, they're pricey, those SNES games, some of them. Yeah, Nintendo, yeah, big time. Like Mario Kart and Mario World are big bucks. So Zelda. Yeah. The thing is, they are way more iconic those games are in the zeitgeist, whereas Mega Drive doesn't really have that. No. Like Zelda, Link to the Past, Mario Kart, they they were groundbreaking. They're, they're eternal, aren't they? Mega Drive doesn't, you know, no. Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, they are all quality games. But all it has really is Sonic. It's probably the only, you know, game which, you know, kids of today might have heard of. Yeah, that's of. the only IP that has kind of lived on, yeah. I, I would say is sonic yeah but the mega but, drive um, did have a better pad the, the yeah, joy pad, pad is much better. had a better look um it was black it just looked cool didn't it so um, are you making a choice I, or I, are you are you are you've got a veto so if, you, if you want to veto and abstain i'm going to let you because uh no at the moment i'll just be honest and i i'm i play the mega drive all the time with phoenix yeah. so i don't i don't play the snes so i'd say mega drive mainly for ea hockey yes nhl sorry yeah um, if they ever, know, if dude, they ever, is if they ever well. worked out a way that you could play EA Hockey '94 online, I think me and you would probably have to quit our jobs. Yeah, I, I was thinking that the other day. I'm sure it probably you can do that on a PC with an emulator. Yeah. But I'm not really into the emulators and the mini SNES that's come out. No. I, there's something about playing it on a CRT TV with the original pad. Yeah. It just Blow, it's a great feeling. Blowing into the cartridge to get the dust out. Yeah, I have to do that a lot. It does work. So the the problem I've got is I've got you know the the Mega Drive, the SNES, the Master System, the NES, the GameCube, the Saturn, the Dreamcast, the you got them all. Got, I've got them all. Got them all. But the um the problem is I don't have the CRT TV. Um, yeah, get yourself one. Get, They're big bucks actually. Yeah, they, they go, for, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I did buy the SNES Mini. I did buy the SNES Mini and I played it solidly for about two weeks and I've just found, I was having a clear out the other day and I just found it under, under, in the TV cabinet under the TV. What hasn't it? What hasn't it got? There's always glaring errors yeah, on I those even, things. Yeah, I can't even think off the top of my head. It's usually it? down to licensing. Has it got Zelda on it? No. Oh, uh, has geez. it or not? I don't know. I honestly can't remember. So I'll, have, I'll dig that mm. out and I'll have a look. Um, I was a big fan of Mario All-Stars when that came out. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, because it had Mario 3, which has the mini battle game, which oh. we lost lost a couple of weekends oh, to. Joking, aren't you? A couple of months. That was insanely good. It's a single, Again, single online. screen. If they had that online. Yeah. Battle game, amazing. Oh, I love retro gaming. I really do. Um, I really do, uh, G- What about G.I. Joe video games? Um, oh, I, I listened to a whole podcast on it. Really? There was many. So pre-consoles, I had a C64 and I had action force yes dude this is going to bring back memories and you were in yeah you were in the little green um what was that buggy the vamp. called not the vamp the uh, no, no, or no, striker no no no, no, no. or striker 
and you add a little radar on it, and then you add the the dragonfly, yep. the, and then you you had to sort of get it into these radar things. Do you remember? And you had to protect it. Um, I so the do. buggy was going automatically, and you were in the the chopper, yes. and you had to protect it. Right, and it basically had to get to this thing, and yeah. I know you don't. I know you've mentioned that you don't like emulation, but I am literally as soon as this pod wraps up, I'm going to have to go and see if I can play that on online somewhere. Yeah. Also, but people talk about um, people are really nostalgic for the arcade game, which I never saw or played. Where you are, it's sort of 3D. You're like snake eyes and you're just sort of running. Don't think and I've ever seen you've that. Got a, that. Yeah, maybe it might just be, it might have just come out in um, the States. Right. We might not have got it. But that seems to be what people talk about the most. Yeah. Probably like 1989, 1990 circa. Gotcha. Um, what about you? I don't remember. There wasn't anything on, on consoles, was there? Mega Drive? No, I don't, I don't really remember any games. Although I haven't said that. Our theme tune, that's from... Um... That's from that one I just... Spoke of, yeah. I think. Yeah. Action Force. Um, God, we've been going an hour. We better wrap yes. it up. What you got going on this week? Um, this week, um, not much really. Just work as normal. Um, potentially going to go to Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park. Uh, take take yeah. the kid along. Haven't been for a yeah, couple of then. years. So that, that should be good. Um, although the missus is always fearful of going into London. She thinks everywhere she goes in London is the threat of a terrorist bombing attack. So uh, getting her to agree... Mate, you've been reading so much G.I. Oh Joe, you might... You might I'll be able to disarm be. that bomb. Come on. <laughs> and give a lot of uh, lengthy exposition while you're doing it. You know it, baby. <laughs> um, so I think I've convinced the missus to go in. She's a bit of a, a paranoid, so uh, I've managed to convince her that it, it's, it's safe to go in. Yeah, you're well trained. Yes, you can you can protect your family. You, what's up? What's I'm, up with you? I'm did you finish? Go... Did you finish uh, decorating? Yeah, I finished decorating. That was all good. I've been watching a lot of Christmas films. I've been getting to the cinema. I took the kids to see Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Oh yes, any good? It's all right. It's all right. I'm just not as um, like internet branding just doesn't really pump my nads in the same way as retro gaming does, Correct. and they're kind of being nostalgic about the internet and it's, I don't, yeah. it's, it's a bit boring <laughs> you know well, they're referencing ebay and amazon yeah. it's like oh it's just big corporate giants any interest in uh, watching the new aquaman movie no not at all it looks garbage <laughs> okay <laughs> i saw the um avengers trailer all right there's a new Te- one out uh, there. teaser it looks it looks good yeah um what else i'm gonna go and see into the spider verse on friday with phoenix okay let us Take know next week that. what you thought of that yeah, it looks good. Probably going to go and see the new Harry Potter film. I'm watching a lot, man. I've got a bigger... I've got like a cinema room in my house. Yes. I've, I've kind of made myself. Nice. And um, I, I do um, Christmas films at the moment. We're doing all the Harry Potter films. Yeah. Well, um, with the kids? Yeah, with the kids. And then sometimes I sneak in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> night some solo time. For some solo time, yeah. But uh, all good over here. Um Okay. That's about it. Um, yep. That's, that's you can. Uh, where can they find us, Where Chief? can they find us? They can find us uh, Talking Joe Comics everywhere. on Instagram, Talking underscore Joe on Twitter. Got some good people on there giving us some retweets and likes and uh, comments and stuff. Keep up the good work. What about the Facebook? The Facebook, I have started. You're an admin. I've started a group, I think. I don't know if I've done it right or not, but um, oh, you can find us talking Joe, a GI Joe podcast. Just have a. S- well, what's going on in there? Is there are you in there? Is there people? I in think there? there's four people in the group so far. Um, That's solid. But, four. Yeah, but, but 
but I need to. Uh, I haven't. Is there a healthy conversation? I haven't tweeted that. There's no conversation. I haven't tweeted that out yet or anything. Well, you have got to stimulate it. You got to. You got to prod the combo. Yes, yes. But I don't even know Light if I've said fuse. it up correctly as a group or not. So oh, I'm a bit of an, am- bit of an amateur there. <laughs> Such a dad. Uh, so any help appreciated if any listeners out there can help us out. Um, I did mention on one of the Insta posts, uh, my apologies, because I was putting links um, to certain things. Oh, uh, that was amateur hour. URLs you cannot copy and paste on Instagram, I've noticed. Link in the bio, Chief. Link in the Link bio. Link in the bio, yes. Yeah, so also please rate, subscribe and review. That helps us up the charts on Insta- on uh, iTunes. The higher up the charts we get, the more people does. are going to listen, the more content we can give you. Um, yeah, uh, find us on iTunes or your favourite podcast player of choice. If you can't find us on your favourite podcast player of choice, let us know. We'll see what we can do to rectify that. But as always, thank you to everyone who's supported us so far. We're, I'm having an absolute ride here. Yeah, it's great. I'm absolutely loving it. I cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait for the next four issues. All right, buddy. All right. Let's call it a day. Okay. I'll see you we'll later. We'll catch you down the line. Bye-bye. <laughs>